Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by Rocky Magana, Craig Sansone in the background, helping us keep this thing moving here tonight. Um, Kansas City Chiefs fall on Sunday night football to the Green Bay Packers 27 to 19. And it's about as frustrating a game, I, I think, that the Chiefs have played all season. Uh, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just annoyed right now and, and acting frustrated, Rocky. Um, I, some of that is on the officiating, which I think was absolute garbage, especially in the fourth quarter of this game. But also just a really, really big letdown performance by the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll get into everything. There was a lot of injuries tonight that were getting stacked up in Green Bay. Uh, I know this Packers team is young and surging right now and playing really well. And I, I think they were really impressive tonight against the Kansas City Chiefs. But at the end of the day, I, I just don't think that we got the greatest of efforts from the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. And it showed up in the fact that they only put up 19 points at Lambeau Field uh, against a defense that they should have been able to win some matchups on, on Sunday night, and they just do not get it done. Yeah, a lot of stuff not to like in this game. We should have known coming into this game that the football gods were feeling feeling salty with everything that happened to FSU today. We should have known that the football gods were like, you know what, we're just going to throw chaos in the mix and just screw some people over. Um before we go any further, though, let's say Mitch Holthus, Kansas City legend, um, missed his first game ever in the history of his career today because he's out with COVID back home. So get well soon, Mitch. We love you. You're the GOAT. You're the greatest of all time. So I'll get that off my chest first and foremost. Secondly, man, like you sh- like once the, def- the, the defenders started dropping like flies from the start of the game, you know, Drew Tranquil – and then a nasty, nasty injury to Brian Cook. Like, you, you just had that inkling that this was going to be one of those nights where it just wasn't our night. Um, I'm not going to put this on the refs because we didn't play well enough to win the game. Was yeah. it a bad call? Sure, but that's not why we lost the game. We lost the game because we couldn't get off, we couldn't get off the field in the first half, and then when we finally got them off the field in the second half, we went three and out. Like that was the crucial drive right there when the Chiefs went three and out and had the ball for less than a minute. Like we needed points on that drive. So there's a lot of reasons why we lost this game. It was a BS call. It was a terrible miss. Um, the Chiefs aren't paying the refs, apparently, you know, like everybody thinks. So <laughs> not if you lost this game. <laughs> that's good to know that we're not actually paying the refs off like Texas boosters are paying off the college football selection committee. Not our not my lane. I know, not our venue. I'll, I'll, I'll stay off that soapbox. Um, but that being said, uh, there's a lot of reasons why we lost this game, and it's not because of the refs. 
it, it's just, and I, I'm not going to get into the ref stuff too much either. I think, you know, the, the uh, roughing the passer call on Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. I don't think that should have been a flag. I already made that known on my Twitter account. Um, but also the MVS play downfield should have been a flag. Uh, but then I also think that the following play where MVS is makes a catch on the sideline and is desperately trying to get out of bounds where he's clearly stopped and his forward progress was clearly stopped before he got out of bounds. Like that should have been a rolling clock. And it wasn't like the, the referee thing, like it's bad everywhere. We see how garbage these guys are on a weekly basis. It's bad across the entire NFL. And we see this every single week. We see these guys impact the outcome of games, but I totally agree with you, Rocky. Like, this wasn't even that tonight. So it, I, I'm not trying to have that conversation whatsoever because the Chiefs just simply did not uh, deserve to win this football game. And I, I think I want to start on the defensive side of the ball because you mentioned the injuries. Uh, Drew Tranquil left this game with a concussion uh, on the first drive of the game, just took a huge fat AJ Dillon knee straight to the helmet and was immediately knocked out. Uh, that's obviously could be a huge injury moving forward for the Chiefs. Nick Bolton was at practice this week. They activated his 21-day window. So it seems like Nick Bolton's got a chance of coming back here in the near future, but not necessarily maybe this week if uh, Drew Tranquil can't go because of the concussion. And it's been much harder to clear the NFL's concussion protocol in, in one week this season. So I would not be surprised if Drew Tranquil is out next week. Uh, Donovan Smith also left the game with a neck injury, and we saw a lot of Wanye Morris tonight. Safety Brian Cook, you mentioned, had the ugly-looking ankle injury, and it seems like Brian Cook is set to miss significant time now for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is another huge blow to the defense because you know I, I know Cook isn't somebody that we've paid a ton of attention to this season for the Chiefs defense, but He's having a really strong second year in that secondary and had become a really important role player, I think, for the Chiefs that uh, just probably wasn't getting enough praise. So that, that's something you obviously hate to see. But, uh, you know, injuries considered here, Rocky, I think that the Chiefs defense did kind of let us down tonight. And I think this it, it was a, an incredible game plan by the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur, who is one of the best play callers in the league right now. Uh, I think he is a, a really great offensive-minded head coach who is really developing and getting a lot out of this incredibly young Green Bay Packers team, as we're seeing they are absolutely rolling right now. And their offense was giving the Chiefs fits all, all, all night long tonight. And I don't think it was that... Uh, I don't think that it was that different from what the Las Vegas Raiders did to the Chiefs last week, Rocky. I think it was a lot of the same quick sideline throws, quick in stuff, uh, quick runs, uh, hurry up offense, like get to the field and keep the Chiefs on their toes and make it hard to blitz, make it hard to come after Jordan Love and make it hard to generate that extra pressure if your defensive line isn't winning, which the defensive line was not winning a ton tonight. They did get some pressure got some sacks late in the game, but overall I, I expected the chiefs defensive line to win a lot more against this young Packers offensive line than I think they did tonight. And it was just a good game plan that I think kind of started last week in that first quarter against the Raiders. And at the end of the day, the Raiders are the Raiders and this green Bay Packers team is a genuinely talented young team that was able to put that together for an entire game. And it was super effective all night against the Chiefs defense injuries, you know, being taken into account and everything. I just think that the Packers had a great game plan and they executed it all night long against the Chiefs. Yeah, 100 percent. They came up with a great game plan. I think that they wanted to power run the ball. 
between the tackles with with Dylan before Drew Tranquil went down. And the second that they saw Jack Cochran in there instead of Drew Tranquil, they were like, "We're playing with house money right now, baby. Like we're we're gonna double down on this, and we're gonna we're gonna use the run to set up the pass, and we're gonna make them pack the box to try to stop the run, and then we're gonna beat them over the top." And I think that this is one of the few times where you're gonna where you see a significant home field advantage to a team where it's not based on the crowd. Like the like the turf today was low key, pretty terrible out there. There you saw players slipping all over the place, yeah. but you didn't see the Green Bay Packers slipping nearly as much as the Chiefs because they're used to it. Like they like they play on that field all the time. They're used to the slippy the slippery grass, and you saw that the Chiefs were losing their footing. There was that. Uh, there was that play where you saw Jordan Love just like throw the ball a mile into the air and just it fell like a lollipop was it into Romeo Dobbs' arms, I think it was. And we had three defenders there, but Mike Edwards was slipping, falling on his butt. You know, he, he was out of position to make the play because he lost his footing. Uh, Brian Cook got hurt because he lost his footing. Like, I mean, the Chiefs players you saw all night long just couldn't stay on their feet. Um, and then that being said, you know that Spagnuolo had to had to cross some things off the off the off the call sheet with Jack Cochran in the game. You don't have your whole playbook available. It's not to where you, you want to be. Like like you cannot <laughs> underestimate how big of a blow losing Drew Tranquil was. You know that especially that early in the game, and it's it, it changes the entire way that you call the defense. And I wrote an article on the, on the website this week talking about how Drew Drew Tranquil was the perfect substitute linebacker because they didn't have to change the call seat sheet when uh when nick bolton went out he knew the whole playbook he can play the whole playbook but jack cochran is not nick bolton and jack cochran is not drew tranquil and having him as your starting mike linebacker significantly changes your entire defense and then on top of that you lose your you lose brian cook who's a up could be a box defender or he's your yeah. single high back guy when you have justin reed down and now all of a sudden You've not just gotten softer at one at one level up the middle, but at both levels. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, so so then it's a hundred percent on the defensive line to stop them at the first level because if they don't, you have you have a, a compromised second level and third level on the back end. I mean, and so it's no it's no wonder that they were able to run it on us tonight. I'm not I'm not breaking class in case of emergency in this game. I, I feel more optimistic in, uh, in this loss than other ones. Honestly, because I, I put it more on the turf and on the injuries, um, there was a lot of mistakes that needed to be cleaned up. They didn't play their best football. Um, but I think that is this the best Chiefs team we've seen in a while? No. Is this defense still really good? Yes. Do they need to get healthy on defense? Sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel better about this loss than I did about the Denver loss. That's for sure. It's I and we'll get into the offense. Obviously, I also want to mention that Isaiah Pacheco was ejected from this game for throwing a punch late in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I, I think that just kind of puts a bow on what a frustrating night it was for the Chiefs. Obviously, Pacheco can't do that late in the game, especially he's having a monster game and it was really the best thing on offense for the Chiefs all night long. And so for them not to have him out there late in the game, I, I think that that matters. Uh, but defensively, like. I, I I almost feel bad for the Chiefs right now because you know Drew Tranquil goes out and, and maybe this is a different game if Drew Tranquil doesn't go out. Like I mentioned, it was on the opening drive and that's a 13 play, 75 yard scoring drive for the Green Bay Packers to open up the night. Like I I, th I think that 
they would have had a little bit more resistance on some of these end arounds and reverses and sweeps that they were running to like a ton of success all night long because that's where Drew Tranquil usually is. And we saw Willie Gay make some plays in, in that regard, but that's what Drew Tranquil does. That's what Nick Bolton does. Like those are guys that you need on the field for that, that kind of stuff. And you're totally right, Rocky, about Brian Cook and you know, what he can do around the line of scrimmage and the way that they've utilized him at times this year. Like that's, that's a big difference him going down in this game and not being available to do that stuff. I just think the offense has gone through so much this season and there's been so much, well, it's growing pains. It's growing pains. They're developing, they're developing. And the defense continues to be leaned on and leaned on and leaned on. And they just couldn't come up with it tonight. They couldn't settle down and they couldn't do it. And this is two games in a row now where we've seen kind of similar style game plans to slow down the Chiefs defense and just say, well, we don't care how much time we take off the clock. We'll take nine minutes off the clock if we get in the end zone and if we tire you guys out because we ran 13 to 15 plays on the way to the end zone. Like, I, that's going to be the game plan moving forward because teams are finding success now uh, against the Chiefs. So now it's really on Spags, who has been brilliant all season with this group. It, it's on him to kind of fine tune some things and make some adjustments. And maybe Nick Bolton will be back next week. We'll obviously pay attention to that at arrowheadpride.com. But as banged up as they are coming out of this game, and you had an opportunity here to control your own destiny, if you win tonight, you, uh, uh, as of tomorrow morning, you're a top day AFC again. And all you got to do is win out. And Baltimore's got a very tough schedule ahead. So it, it's totally possible that Baltimore you know, drops a game now and the Chiefs still win everything the rest of the way and still wind up with the number one overall seed in the AFC. And then all of this concern doesn't really matter because it still comes through Arrowhead in the playoffs. But they did make it harder tonight by not showing up in Green Bay, by not showing up and, and dominating this young Packers team the way that I thought they should. And I still think the Chiefs are one of the absolute best teams in the NFL. But if the defense is banged up and if the defense isn't playing like it's one of the most elite units in the NFL, it's perfectly reasonable at this point in the season to just have no faith in the offense and be like, this offense isn't going to get it done. Cause right now what we're seeing, it, it's really frustrating that we keep having to go do this every couple of games where it's like, stop throwing at MVS, stop throwing at sky more. Like, what are we doing here? Richie James looked better than sky did tonight. Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco is how you win on offense for the chiefs. And they're going away from it too often. And they did it tonight with Rasheed Rice more than anything else. Isaiah Pacheco had a had a nice game. Travis Kelsey had a nice game. But I, I kept seeing Rasheed Rice come off the field in key moments, and that should not be happening, Rocky, because the other guys that they're leaving out there aren't getting the job done, and they basically just become liabilities. Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, and, and Travis Kelsey should not come off the field unless you're in a 10-play drive and they're gassed. And then at that point – you should pull them off halfway through so that they're not gassed in the red zone because you're going to need them. Um, Mahomes' uh, interception was a bad decision, bad throw. But it, the worst decision he made on that play wasn't to throw the ball over there into that coverage. It was to throw the ball to Sky Moore and have any faith whatsoever that he had any sort of contested ball skills to go up and make that catch. Sky Moore has shown you time and time again that he's a five foot ten. What they played in the Mac, I think it was the Mac conference, Mac wide receiver 
who 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 may be fast in straight line speed, but has zero vertical skills. He cannot jump. And so you 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 put him in a situation where it's going to be a contested catch. He's losing that. He's losing that catch 11 times out of 10. Like, you know what I mean? So so Mahomes has to know better in that moment. He has to know who he's throwing to. Like if it's if it's Kadarius Tony, I would feel better about throwing that pass to Kadarius Tony because Kadarius Tony has better ball skills on contested catches than Sky Moore does. Um and Sky Moore, I mean. Justin Watson, we didn't see on the field today, thank God, because Justin Watson hasn't been playing well. We saw, we still saw a little bit too much of MVS. Um, I think your offense goes through Rashi Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, and Travis Kelsey, and any and and then you can you sprinkle in Kadarius Tony and Richie James where you can. Um, it's the most limited this Chiefs offense has ever been. They have the smallest margin for error. That they're that they've had in the Reed era, and that's including some of the Alex Smith teams. That's including the year they didn't throw a single touchdown to a wide receiver. I think you know what I mean. And it's like Travis Kelsey's going to have a thousand yards again this year. Um, but it's safe to say that he's lost a step. Like, like let's just yeah. be honest, he's still one of the best tight ends in football, but he's lost a step. He's not as fast as he used to be, he's still savvy. Um, he's, he's still a great player, but we're at that point now in the season where we are officially 12 games into the season. These are the dog days of a long, long schedule. This is where you're gonna, you're gonna lose games because players are injured. You're going to have bad, bad games. It's get, It gets cold. It's getting cold. It, every hit it feels harder. The ground's harder. It's more brittle. You don't want to be out there. This is where, this is where the gut checks really start to, play in in these football games and the Chiefs just didn't have it on a cold night in Lambeau tonight it's I I do agree with you that it looks like Travis Kelsey is slowing down like it it does look like he has lost a step there's been some plays recently where you know it it might be a 20 yard gain but I remember when that was a 40 yard gain and and it just doesn't seem like he he's got the same burst that he used to but I also think that it's worth asking the question if he just hasn't been 100% healthy all season after going having the hyperextended knee uh, ahead of week one. And then we've just kind of seen him get banged up here and there. And like you mentioned, Rocky, like it's it's that time of the year. It, it, it's getting tough out there. It's getting cold. Like there's a reason every year there's guys that their play declines once we get into December because it's a hard time of year to play football games. And you know, there was a play tonight where Kelsey makes a a big catch, big gain, gets up immediately, kind of just like hobbling, limping around, and and wake works his way over to the sideline. Like, and it feels like we've seen a lot of that lately from him. Like he's just got some things that are probably piling up, and he's getting up there in age, but he's still really good. He's still just like is winning because his football IQ is just higher than almost everybody else on the field. The problem and what continues to be the biggest issue for the Kansas City Chiefs and where they're obviously lacking is the lack of development from the other pass catchers. Like Rasheed Rice continues to show all the promise, but you mentioned Sky Moore on that interception. I totally agree with you. Mahomes should not make that throw, but Mahomes is putting it in the spot where Sky Moore is supposed to be. And if you go back and watch that replay, you see this from Sky all the time. He turns to look where the ball's at and basically just stops running. And so Mahomes is throwing it with anticipation, thinking he's supposed to be in this spot. That's where I'm throwing it. 
but Sky turns to look for the football and totally stops basically, and then has to speed up and try to catch up. And it's picked off because the defender just has nobody around him to break up the pass. And, and MVS, like, I, I think the, the, uh, he, he should have gotten a flag like that. That should have been defensive pass interference, but then Mahomes a few plays later takes that shot to the end zone where it's double coverage. MVS has no chance of making the play, but you can also see where MVS slows up on the route. And we see MVS do that. Like every week we see Justin Watson do that stuff. Like, these are things that these guys just aren't getting better at. And sure, maybe there is going to be some microscopic improvements as the season goes on. I think that we have seen some improvements from them offensively the last two games with leaning into Isaiah Pacheco, leaning into Sky Moore a little bit more and trying to get Travis Kelsey involved. But at the end of the day, I just don't know if that's going to be enough because you got those guys is the only guys that are really contributing anything to your offense this season. And then everybody else is just totally unreliable in simply becoming liabilities. And I, I like, I'd be really interested in going back this season and looking at all of the chiefs turnovers, Patrick Mahomes, interceptions, whatever, and saying like, how many times was it actually on Mahomes? Like how many times can you see in the route where the guy slows up or the guy, the guy doesn't finish off his route or he doesn't go to the spot that he's supposed to be in. Mahomes is throwing it to that spot because that's why he's been so effective for so long. And he just doesn't have anybody who's doing any of that stuff this year. And for the first time, I think this season, I'm legitimately questioning if this offense is ever going to be good enough this year to win in the postseason. I think the defense can get you there, uh, but uh, but you need your defense to go on like a historical playoff run, like we saw the Denver Broncos do, or like we've seen other defenses do in the past. And if they're this banged up this late in the year, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that because I have very little faith. I messaged you right before the final drive. And, and I was texting with uh, Ron and Brandon Kylie a little bit too. And it's like, I think I'm at like a three right now out of 10, as far as faith in the chiefs offense goes on this drive. And is pretty much exactly how it went. <laughs> like, yeah, no, never really had a real chance uh, of scoring. Uh, never really had uh, a real, like any kind of like hurry. Like you were really testing the Packers and a couple of super questionable play decisions. Like it, it's just not a, a threatening unit. And, and I'm struggling to see uh, a direction anymore where it, where it truly gets better to where it can actually be something that we can rely upon again on a weekly basis. Oh, hundred percent. And I think on the sky more interception in particular, if you looked at Mahomes' face when he was walking off the field, like he didn't want to yell at sky more for the interception, but you saw him look over at Reed on the sideline. He was just like, yeah, like really, man. Like he's really, like, like I'm putting it where like, it's supposed to be. Like, like, like what am I supposed to do with this? Like, like he and, just stops running. He well, can't make a play on the like. And, and Rocky, like, so I had somebody ask me, like, well, like, how do we know that it's not Mahomes misreading this and it's the wide receivers because it seems to be happening with the wide receivers all the time? It's like because Mahomes gets the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> like because Mahomes has made it work with everybody he's ever played with. This is the first time it's not working ever. So the communication is lacking and I'm going to go, I'm going to give Mahomes the benefit of the doubt that he knows where that guy's supposed to wind up on his route. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes has, two, has three Super Bowl appearances, two rings, two MVPs. Like Mahomes made it work with Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle. You know, like we're not, we're not, we're not asking to have a room full of Tyreek Hills here. You know what I mean? We're, we're asking these guys to be role players period. And they're not role level players even 
and it's it's hard to watch sometimes i mean to be honest especially given you know what we're used to out of this offensive unit um i do agree with you i think that that mvs slowed down on that on that last route when i think maybe he was gassed but at the same time it's the end of the game man dig deep and make a play for god's sake like this like this offense like here's the difference with this offense in the past and this offense now think about the 13 second game right like this offense put pressure on the defense like there was a constant pressure put on the defense to stop this offense and they were constantly pushing downstream against the defense and the defense was tr- almost felt like they were trying to hold back the dam right like right now it just, it, it seems like you're just like shooting a bb at a brick wall with this offense and there's no pressure on the defense whatsoever it's like stagnant and then trying to move forward a few yards stop move forward a few yards there's no real rhythm there's no real momentum to this offense outside of the occasional you know nice run by isaiah pacheco pass to travis kelsey and i think maybe you're right maybe he hasn't lost a step maybe he's just not healthy and that's possible he's also 34 years old but the, my big question about to the coaching staff was for the offensive game plan in this game because i thought the running game was awesome i thought that they knew it was going to be a cold possibly snowy night in lambo so they wanted to run the ball but how much success did rashi rice have last week on why shallow cross like he had like four why shallow cross catches one of them he took to the house for 39 yards i don't think i saw a single why shallow cross out of rashi rice this week like you just you went straight back to the bubble screen game with him almost predominantly and it worked to decent effect but like 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 you have Sky Moore on the franchise saying that Rashi Rice is the wide shallow cross king, and then somebody else saying this kid's juju, right? And then and yeah. then you you don't you 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 have great success against the Raiders with it, and then you just go away from it tonight. And so uh, like like that's got me that I'm a little spellbound and like and befuddled by like why 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 we 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 didn't even attempt that at all. It just. It just feels like the coaching staff, it just isn't there with him trust yet, like trust wise just yet. And it's so frustrating because it's like, yeah, but like you can see the potential. Like I understand maybe he's not running all of the right routes. Maybe he doesn't have everything totally memorized in the entire playbook yet. Like, but but we see the guys who supposedly are supposed to know all of that stuff run the wrong things all the time too, and make huge mistakes in critical moments of the game. Like at least he is catching the ball and making plays. <laughs> like, like let, let's at least get him some, let, let's let him learn on the fly and grow and develop that way instead of bringing him along so slow, because like, I, and I want to make it clear, Rocky, like obviously it's one loss to an NFC opponent, like the AFC Still totally up for grabs if the Chiefs can handle business. and But things are going to get tough for next week. You get the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills are coming off of a bye week. And the Buffalo Bills are playing for their playoff lives right now. So they desperately need this game against the Kansas City Chiefs next week. And I'm interested to see now how the Chiefs show up for that one because there's two games in a row where they've kind of performed in lackluster ways. Last week, it just happened to be against a much inferior team, so they were able to bounce back and get a win. And this young Packers team put it all together tonight. So that that game's going to be massive in the AFC because Buffalo, if they drop that game, there's a strong chance Buffalo's not going to make the playoffs. So 
they're desperately going to need that one next week against the Kansas City Chiefs. But it, it's just frustrating getting back to Rishi Rice because it, it's not even close anymore. No one in that wide receiver room has shown the type of potential that he has. No, not even close. Like, there's not even anybody you could kind of make a case for. Like, you know, like, oh, we've seen good moments from him. Like, I really like what he's been doing lately. He's been making plays. Like, Justin Watson and MVS are exactly who they are. I think I'd rather see Justin Watson on the field than MVS at this point because at least Watson will give you something every now and then. And then Sky Moore is just probably shouldn't be on the field. Like, I, I think I got I, I cracked a joke on the Arrowhead Pride podcast that worked a couple of weeks ago when they were talking about bringing Richie James back from IR. And like, it's like, should they deploy him more in the offense? And I was like, I'll be kind of upset if they do that. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, let's see what they got in Richie James because guys not it either. Like, you just got to see what you got. You brought in all these bodies and you got virtually nothing out of them, including the guys that you brought back from last season. And Rasheed Rice is the only one who has shown any kind of potential uh, on a weekly basis while everybody else continues to hurt you and, and, and put you in positions to lose football games. So I don't know what it's going to take. Um, uh, at this point in the season, maybe this is the wake up call. Maybe there's some kind of Rasheed Rice uh, play bag that's trying, they're trying to save for the postseason. But I think they should be developing him in any way they can right now, even if it comes with mistakes. Because at least when he's on the field, he's giving you a chance to win and he's not going to cost you the same way that these other guys are. <laughs> I, I don't agree, disagree with you at all. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. You got me? Yes. All right, cool. Awesome. I asked frozen for a second. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, I think that honestly, you got five games left um in the season at this point. Um, what do you what do you have to lose? You know what you have in these wide receivers, and it's not good enough. You know what? Jarvis Landry, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, Philip Dorsett, um T.Y. Hilton, they're all sitting on couches somewhere. Like, just break out the AARP geriatric wide receiver room. Let them run five yards at a time and just try to complete some passes, for God's sake. And T.Y. You know, had like, a couple of moments with the Cowboys late last season. Can we see what his legs look like right now? Listen, we got Sammy Watkins out there still, too. You know, uh, that's no, a free Sammy, agent. I mean, Sammy was washed. I last mean, season. Uh, listen, all these guys are washed. I'm not asking them to play a seven, a six, a seventeen game season, Stephen. I'm asking them to play five games and maybe some playoffs. And if they get hurt, injury settlement, bring in the next guy. You got a list of like <laughs> seven guys. Bring in two, two games, get them hurt, two more games, and just cycle all the way through, and then just try to limp to the finish line on this thing because what we have right now, it it's not good enough. It's not going to cut it. Um, it's going to be a shame when this defense is so worn down that it starts to falter a little bit down the stretch and we waste this great defense by having just such a lackluster offense. And the thing about it is, is that I don't think that Mahomes is suddenly a worse quarterback. Cause like you said, he gets the benefit of the doubt. Like he's done it year in year out, you know? Um, I don't think that Andy Reid suddenly is a, is a worse play caller. I don't think the league is suddenly, figured out the chiefs i think that there is a talent deficit in the receiver room and it's as simple as that and i don't and not to oversimplify things but it's a very simple like like problem you know like 
you don't have anybody to throw the ball to besides Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey, and you won't let Rashi Rice run further than four yards downfield. So what are you going to do? It's going to be super easy to defend in the passing game. Uh, and when you're trying to stay competitive uh, with the contracts and the veteran players that you have on a Super Bowl caliber roster, like you're going to have to take some gambles sometimes. And the Chiefs took a gamble by you know, not offering DeAndre Hopkins a lot more money to be here right now and saying we have to we've got so many contracts coming up. We need to save the money. We need to we need to focus on the future and the young core and what we're doing and what we're trying to rebuild here. But you're going to have to take some gambles and, and that's going to sometimes put you at a deficit and, and other position groups. And this year it's wide receiver for the Chiefs now. You know, all the bodies that they were bringing in and all the hype that, that was there around the preseason. And I, I do truly believe like the reports that we keep seeing from national media outlets who were talking to Andy Reid and saying like they still believe in Sky Moore and they really thought they were going to get so much out of him. Like, like we have a large enough sample size of Sky Moore to say it just didn't work out like it, it just did not hit. And and MBS probably shouldn't have come back this season like they probably should have cut ties and. You know, Justin Watson for what he is, I mean, I think you get enough out of him. Like, it's totally justifiable they brought him back on a deal. But that just can't be, like, a high-impact deal for you. <laughs> like, that's Justin Watson is a number four, number five wide receiver on your team who can give you something every now and then. But he's not a guy that you want getting a lot of targets. And Kadarius Toney uh, was not involved very much tonight. And I, I tend to think that that's probably going to be the case moving forward for him because it seems like the chiefs don't believe that he can stay on the field, but we, he's shown enough flashes when he is on the field and healthy that I would have to imagine they are going to seriously manage his snap count moving forward to try to make sure that he stays healthy the way that they have a player like Jarek McKinnon in past years and say, we, we want you for the playoffs because we know we can deploy you. We know you can be a difference maker and we just need to keep you healthy for that, for that like three, four weeks. Uh, other, other than that, it doesn't really matter if you're on the field for the rest of the regular season. Cause it kind of seems like that's just how they're treating him now. And you know, this season it hasn't paid off and, and the Chiefs are, are jeopardizing blowing uh, maybe an all time Kansas City Chiefs defense this year because of that deficit. But sometimes it just doesn't work in your favor. Now, this is still a Super Bowl caliber team, but it feels like they need a lot more things to fall their way uh, than they have in the past, because it, it's not enough to just say Patrick Mahomes go win us a football game anymore because it's not on him. It's yeah. not on him. It's not on him at all. Um, and it's and it's honestly as great as a player he is, it's not really fair to him either to say you have to go out there and be a one man Michael Jordan in every single game that you ever play for your entire career. You're right; they had to they had to make some gambles in the wide receiver room because of the contracts. Um, it the Chris Jones situation is what it is. I think Chris Jones is worth all of his money, but the reason why they weren't able to go out and get it, Andre DeAndre Hopkins was because they were completely held hostage by the Chris Jones situation all summer. You know, there was nothing that they could, they, they, they couldn't go out and do it because they didn't know what was going on with Chris Jones. Um, they, they couldn't even try to restructure somebody else, you know, cause they didn't know what was going on with Chris Jones. And so they, it, it sucks the way that it played out because you're right. Sky Moore, they just need to cut ties. 
he's 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 not good enough. And then they ended up with Justin Watson starting, Dang. and they're paying him. They're paying Justin Watson fourth or fifth string wide receiver money. Like they didn't. They're not paying Justin Watson like starting wide receiver money. Like like, like if you look at the contract, they're paying him what he's worth. He's just not worth that much, you know, and they know that you can reflect how much these players are worth in the Chiefs' eyes by what they're willing to pay them. And it's not a lot aside from MVS. And uh, that was a misjudgment, I think we can say. Yeah. And it's particularly frustrating the MVS contract when you see it, it seems like the Chiefs are doing a lot of kind of the Patriots type of thing where it's like, yeah, you come here to win championships, but you got to, you got to cut us uh, a break. Like you got to give us a discount because we're, we got our hands tied. And while I don't think that's always the case, part of that is them trying to be smart and, and have flexibility here in the future because they're gonna have to make some tough decisions this off season. But uh, we know right now this version of the offense isn't good enough to get it done. It certainly wasn't good enough to get it done on Sunday night against the green Bay Packers, but it's on the next week against the Buffalo Bills. Before we get out of here, I want to remind you guys uh, that if you're listening to us on the podcast page, we'll have all the post-game press conferences immediately available for you after the commercial break. But let's get to a few comments and observations from the listeners before we get out of here. It's a late night, uh, frustrating evening for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, first one from Colin. Chiefs defense looked like crap the entire game. The receiving corp is weak. Uh, Chiefs are going to struggle to go anywhere in the playoffs. Now, I still think that the AFC is totally wide open. Like I'm not convinced that any team in the AFC playoff picture right now is like a dominant runaway with it playoff contender, but it's because all of those teams are in the NFC. Like the NFC is just so stacked and top heavy. And like we saw what the 49ers did to the Eagles today and you know, they just ran them out of the building, but the Eagles are still one of the absolute best rosters in the NFL and the Cowboys are playing absolutely lights out right now. Like those teams, I, I think, are are the teams that like I, I don't know that the Chiefs could beat any of those teams straight up today when both teams are totally healthy with the way that they're looking recently. But I, I think that the AFC picture is still wide open if they can just get any kind of more consistent play out of the offense. Yeah, I mean, the AFC is wide open. And it's, I mean, it's part of it's because there's so many injuries at quarterback and so many other offenses that are, aren't playing up to par themselves this year. You know, you mentioned the, the Buffalo Bills earlier, like their offense and their defense looks doesn't look nearly as good as it has in years past. Cincinnati doesn't have Joe Burrow anymore. And so the Chiefs can go on a heater at any point in time and, and make a run in the playoffs. But I do think that they're going to struggle to get over any in NFC team. And I think I also, you know, I think that, that we're, we've been so spoiled recently that we forgot that like going 12 and five or even 11 and six and winning a game in the playoffs and having your season over is still a really good season by NFL standards, right? You know, like we like no, we expect the no, Super Bowl. You got you to host we want the Super championship game every year, every year, every year. If you don't host the AFC championship game or go to the Super Bowl every year, then it's a failure. And that's like, like I feel the same way, but it's also a good way to set yourself up to be really disappointed if that's the expectation. Yeah. It's tough, but I, I still think they've got a chance. I, I certainly don't think this thing's over. Uh, it's official. This is from David. Uh, Mahomes is not clutch anymore. If our crap wide receivers don't choke, he chokes. 
I have little. Okay, I'm just not going to get rid of this, Kramer. I'm just not going to read all of that. That's too much. Um, I disagree with everything you're saying, and I think you're just you're just bearing your soul right now because you're frustrated. Um, but I don't think anybody could watch that game and say that all of that is on Patrick Mahomes. Um, it, his offensive line didn't play particularly well tonight. Like Mahomes was getting sacked early on in that game. Tackles were having all kinds of pressure with that defensive line. And then in key moments of the game, Mahomes, every week we see it now where he he wants to get rid of the ball, but he doesn't have faith that those guys are going to go where he wants to throw the ball or they just simply aren't getting open. And so he doesn't have anywhere to go with the football. Like we, it's been the biggest consistency out of anything the Chiefs have done this season is that every single week from their quarterback. Yeah, uh just take a deep breath, people. Like, like first of all, I am as passionate a Chiefs fan as anybody, but it's also just a game. Like, I love the Chiefs. I'm super passionate. But deep breaths here. Like, 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 like it's not like this. The whole season is not in one game right now, tonight. And no, Mahomes isn't terrible now. No, Reed's not terrible right now. Yes, I do agree with you, Steven that the tackles and the offensive line were a problem today. And I think that if we're talking about misallocation of re of limited resources, that we can start calling into question the Jawan Taylor contract, because that has looked like a pretty much a disaster thus far, you know, 12 games into the season, he's played yeah. really poorly this year. Cannot, cannot stop getting penalties. And especially now that he can't, you know, quasi not false start, false start before every single play. And so I think that maybe that was a huge miss by Veach. Um, does, does that mean that Veach deserves to lose his job and he's a horrible GM? No, he had a miss. Every GM has misses. Every single team has up years and down years. Hall of Fame coaches don't win Super Bowls every single season, right? Like Andy Reid is one of the greatest head coaches of all time, and he has two Super Bowl victories, right? And both of those were with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the, the nature of the NFL is to suck the top teams back to the middle of the pack. Like the, like the NFL does not want dynasties. They are designed to limit dynasties from happening and to suck <laughs> you back down to the middle of the pack when you get too high. That's why they have a salary cap. That's why when you win, you pick uh, last. Everything I mean, is designed to bring you back to the middle. Uh, and I think uh, salary caps also just uh, another reason for them to drastically underpay their players. Um, oh, 100%. <laughs> but... 100%. It's another reason for them to drastically um, underpay their players and they improve their profit margins. I 100% I agree with that. Uh, but all right. It's getting it's getting kind of ugly out here in the comments after a tough Chiefs loss on Sunday Night Football to the Green Bay Packers. We've been rambling for over 40 minutes, so... I think we got enough of this game out of our system. You can follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Maganya. I'm Steven Sir. That's where you can find me. You can follow Kramer at Kramer Talks. Uh, make sure you stay locked into arrowheadpride.com. We'll have everything you need to know uh, following up to this loss to the Green Bay Packers, playoff pictures, injury updates, absolutely everything. And as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I will be back first thing tomorrow morning chatting with Pete Sweeney on the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I will talk to you then. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. 
Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smart Water Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smart Water Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Kansas City Chiefs fall to the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and defensive lineman Chris Jones. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. All right. Um, listen, uh, the Packers, I thought, did a great job tonight. They, they got after us. and um, So, I guess a good football team. We've got to be able to start faster. And, um, and so um, on both sides of the ball, uh, we've got to make sure we take care of that. So whether it was the penalties on offense or whether we weren't getting off the field on the defensive side, um, those were things that cost us. And uh, we've got to learn from that and, and get better um, as, we go, as we go forward. As far as the injuries go, uh, Tranquil <coughs> had a concussion. Uh, Cook, we're looking at his ankle now. Donovan Smith uh, had the stingers in the shoulder. So, anyways, with that time, Drew. Yeah, you know what, Adam? I'm uh, no, I didn't. Um, he didn't tell me. I didn't talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. We got to be more composed, and uh, than that. And even though the guy shoved his head into the dirt, you know, I mean, you got to got to stay composed on it. And um, you know. Yeah, listen. I mean, they they made plays. I mean, they 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 used the clock. Uh, we they were. Um, letting it run down to that five seconds and below, and um, and they were getting first down. So um, that becomes that becomes a problem. You got to you got to get out off the off the field on on defense. You got to stay on the field uh, on offense and and not uh, not shoot ourselves. And that's my listen. That's my responsibility. I mean, for for that. So um, we've got to be we've got to. Be better prepared to to take care of that that stuff right there, and uh, you do that, and then you, you you can win a game. But in this league, there's too much parity, and you come out and they're well coached. They got good players. You come out and and uh, self destruct like that in certain areas, and then you have a problem. <clears throat> yeah, um, maybe. They probably both weren't on the same page, and they didn't look like so. Um, but we'll get that we'll get that worked out. Else? All right. Um, I we did we made too many mistakes. Um, I mean, I mean, they played a good had a good game plan, played a good game. Uh, Jordan played great. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you make too many mistakes, and against a good football team, you lose. Patrick, along with that, what's your sense of where you are overall right 
Um, I mean, obviously we're not where we want to be yet, um, but uh, I mean, I feel like we're close. We're playing a lot of good football teams really well, winning some of those games, losing some of those games, and so uh, we're kind of in the, the the go zone now where we got to try to get it going uh, through the stretch. Um, and uh, all we can do is learn from this game and and be focused on a, a, another challenge this next week uh, coming at uh, to Arrowhead. Patrick, I know it's not that many plays in the fourth quarter, but did you get a chance to target Travis? Was there anything that the Packers did, or was it just him not being sort of the guy in the floor for the play calling? Yeah, I think I think when I, I think when I look back at the tape, there's a couple of them I wish I would have gave him a chance. Um, um, just kind of in the flow of the game, I, I went to other other spots and um, I didn't hit the guys on the, on the throws that I did try to make. And um, when you get to those big moments, you want to give your best guys chances to make plays. And I, I mean, I don't know for sure yet, but I'm sure there's a couple of them I could have went to them. Yeah, just I mean, you can't make that mistake. Uh, I saw the Aaron man coverage, try to get to one of our man checks. Um, the guy went over the top. Try, I probably should have tried to back shoulder sky, so it's just that's a mistake on my part that you, you can't make in that situation. Yeah, it was it wasn't necessarily a, a seam post. It's kind of more of a over the top post. I saw the safety. Um, he obviously was trying to bend it away from the corner, um, and I was trying to kind of just straighten him up a little bit, try to get the throw to him, um, but. I think it, like that's one of those. That I think throughout the the game we were kind of kind of taking what was there and uh, moving the ball down the field. And I think there's I could have maybe got through the rest of the progression and got to got to another spot. Um, so it's just something you have to continue to work on throughout the season. Um, I mean it's it is what it is, man. I mean they obviously the guy was probably a little early, but at the end of the game they're letting guys play. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of about that. I really you let the guys play, let the guys win it on the field. Um, but uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard job, man. So uh, it's not. When we're in that situation. I can't be wanting a flag. I have to try to go out there and win the game myself and with the rest of my teammates. Good game for Isaiah overall. Loss is cool to be in there. What kind of advice do you have for the young players? And I love the fire from from Pop, man. Um, that that gets us going as an offense. Um, obviously. It got a flag in this situation, but I mean, we were already in a bad situation. So I mean, it's uh, I, I don't, I never want to take the passion away from a guy. Um, he'll learn from it. I'm sure he won't make that mistake again. Um, but uh, that that's the stuff that we need on this team in order to have the success that we want to have. Uh, you had a couple, couple of games where yeah, I mean, I just gotta I gotta hit the guys whenever they're there. I mean, even the one with the pass interference. I know I was kind of falling back, but if I can get the ball out there. With a not, not not pass interference, if I get the ball out there, there's, then he has, he scores a touchdown in that situation. So that's what I'm saying. If you don't want flags, I mean, I, I got to make the throw. Uh, if I make the throw, then the flag, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be wanting the flag. So um, it's my job. And if the defense gives me an opportunity to win the game, I have to go down there and, and win it with the, with my teammates. Um, and uh, obviously, I haven't done that enough this season. Um, and so uh, I got to try to get better because uh, I'm sure we'll have another, more opportunities as the season goes on. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he stepped up, man. That's a good good D-line, and he did a great job. Um, Donovan's battling out there, trying to do his best to be out there for his teammates. Um, I think the coaches just kind of said, hey, let, let's let's let it heal up and let's let, this, let's let someone else go in there and try to take over and um, and play uh, while you can get you, know, you can get healthy. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him, man. That's a big spot and a big game and a great stadium. Um, and he, he stepped up, man. Um, and uh, run game, pass game, um, did a great job.
couple more guys. What do you guys need to take from this? I mean, all you can take with any Blues football games is you go watch the tape, um, you try to learn from it, learn from your mistakes, um, and get better. Um, that's all you can do. Um, that's win or loss. Um, obviously, we haven't dealt with a ton of losing um, here, but uh, everything's out in front of you. Uh, we still can win the division, um, but it's going to take us getting better and better each and every week. Um, and uh, I mean, we're going to have a great challenge coming up in Buffalo. So, uh, so let's just get back to get back to football practice and uh, see if we can get better next week. Um, I think we just, I mean, we we had slow starts, but we, we got some penalties and negative plays in the red zone. I mean, we drove right down the field and got down to the five, I think the five yard line, both first two drives, um, and uh, we didn't score. And I mean, that's that's that was the two drives that we had in the first half. And so, I think offensively, we did we uh, we just got to continue to get better and better. Um, uh, defense, I thought they did a great job in the second half, kind of shutting the door, giving me a chance to win the game, giving us a chance to win the game, and uh, we got to capitalize on those when you play these great games. It always comes down to the end and who can uh, make the, the best plays at the end of football games. All right, thank you. Uh, a lot of things, um, a lot of missed tackles. <sighs> Fundamentals wasn't there today. A lot of Guys out of gaps. I think that was cost us the game. Defense uh, can't give up 27 points on the road in a hostile environment like this. It's tough. It's going to be tough to win games like this. So um, we're going to make a few adjustments. Watch film. See what we can get better at. We'll be better next week. Brian been playing so well for us. He's been a dominant force on the back end um, <clears throat> for him to go down. You know, I'm going to keep him in my prayers. Hopefully he make a quick recovery. I don't know the, the, the situation of it. I just seen he was in excruciating pain uh, on, the, on the floor. I said a quick prayer for him. Still got him in my prayers, and hopefully he make a quick recovery to get back on the field with us. What would make Jordan Love so effective? <clears throat> well, when you can run the ball, uh, as efficient as they was running the ball, then you can also pass the ball as efficient. So you you can open up the playbook. You know what I mean. So as for us, um, we gotta be we gotta at least stop the run or stop the pass. When you're able to open up the playbook and be comfortable about it, I think it can put us in the right. How about this team's just state of mind right now? Tough loss, still in first place, but what's this team's state of mind? Oh, uh, yeah. We understand the hostile environment. We understand everything we want is still ahead of us. Um, you, I go by the five-minute rule. You got five minutes to complain. You got five minutes to get it all out. And um, we got an important game coming next week to Arrowhead. So watch film, see what we can get better at, and let's take this week in practice. Drew went down early. Jack kept in. How do you feel like it? Yeah. Um, it was very fortunate to have Jack. He's been in his system for a while. Yeah. Understands the basis of this defense, and for him to come in and play uh, a heck of a game for us and a lot of minutes, <clears throat> we asked a lot of him, for, especially when Drew went down. So I think he did pretty well for the situation that he was brought in. Okay, thanks, Chris. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof. 
making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.